I guess it really boils down to us forcing ourselves to be public figures that nobody asked for. Yeah. <laughs> but it all comes from, I think, just place of just being, I don't know, I felt like an outcast growing up. And then once I got older and developed some skills, I figured I want to do something about this and find other outcasts. And then you do. And you're like, oh, wow, a lot of these people suck too. <laughs> it's a very complicated thing being a human being. So It's the weirdest thing I've ever done. <laughs> so everybody, please make some noise. Katie Scary is in the house. So it's interesting, you know, living in 2022 or just living in general, regardless of year, but being somebody, as we mentioned, that wants to create content for people to consume in a digital landscape because maybe we are a little bit burned out on the physical world. What has the past few years of your life been like? <laughs> um, I played my last live show with Claymore in 2019. Um, we didn't play any Claymore music. We can talk about that later. That's a whole other thing. Um, and then after that, uh, weirdest thing happened in 2020. And we were like, oh, I guess like we don't have to go outside anymore ever again. Maybe, who knows? But so, um, I don't know. I was just like kind of tired of trying to organize my bandmates and stuff. Uh, so I just like ignored people for like six months because like, that's what they had just gotten done doing to me. And I was like, it's my turn now. I was like, I totally. don't have to answer messages this yeah. time. Um, but yeah, so it was like, um, sort of just like had a gradual falling out with those guys. Uh, and then at the beginning of 2021, uh, the other guitar player in Claymore, Dan, like messaged me and was like, are we still going to do stuff? And I was like, yeah, why not? So uh, we like started working on doing original music and stuff again, but still didn't play any shows because we didn't have anybody else to do it with. And I was like, I'm really not too concerned with it. I was like, I've been enjoying being in my house making music. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It it feels, the, the like reward feeling for it uh, feels way more than going out and playing a show, like putting together a video and like recording a song and like doing all the stuff for it. Um, I don't know. I feel better about, I like, I like putting out content like that more than I liked trying to organize uh, playing a show. I totally get that. There's something that I've been thinking about a lot in terms of why bands operate in this uh, need to, I mean, obviously, bands writing music and recording music makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then releasing that music to some degree for people to consume in the privacy of their own leisure <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, okay, you start to get into, like, music videos and band promos and even shows to some degree. And it's like, okay, now a lot of this stuff is advertising and marketing and selling, which is cool. I think that, you know, we should all be trying to monetize our creativity to some degree because right. I'd, be rather, doing it, then I'd like, rather work for myself than somebody else. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, well, why are we doing this? You know, and you think like every time I see like 
some shitty local band or not even local. There's plenty of established bands that yeah. make terrible <laughs> music videos too. <laughs> Anyone can be awful. It's yeah. like the easiest thing to do. But it's like, what, what's the point of doing this? And I feel like so many bands or creative people in general get caught up doing things that they feel like they're obligated to do because they're following this blueprint of what a band is supposed to be. Yes. So then it leads back into your like, well, I'm not feeling fulfilled doing these things. It's like, okay, well, why do them? You could still be yeah. a functioning musician without needing to do like every single ABC of what a band is supposed to fucking be, mm -hmm. you know? So with everything that you do, which is a wide variety of things creatively in terms of like genre and music. And then like, I imagine, I don't actually don't know if we've talked about this before, but in regards to a lot of the content that you do digitally and like with like graphics and things like that. Are you yeah. handling a lot of that stuff as well? Um, like if it's something that like we need to throw our logo on it or whatever. Like I'm, I'm not doing like uh, artwork okay. for it. But yeah. like, yeah, if there's like, if it's like, oh, well, like the Bandcamp page needs a profile picture or whatever. It's like, oh, grab some background and throw our logo on it. And like, I do that stuff. Like I'll, I'll, I'll do like Photoshop and I edit all of the, if you've, if you've ever seen a video from me, like I'm the one that edited it. Uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, the only thing that I uh, don't do is like if we had like artwork. Yeah. Okay. Made. So like yeah. like anything that's like visual arts in terms of like the creation of it. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So it seems like maybe this skill set that you have acquired over the course of time, like you wouldn't be editing videos if it wasn't for making music, and you wouldn't be yes. photoshopping band logos if it wasn't for <laughs> having a band. So all this stuff yeah. is like tied to like music, right? And just maybe not knowing other people that can do it or not wanting to deal with those people or a combination of it. Yeah. The things, right? It it start it started with like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I was like, it would take longer to just like explain this to or I was like, I can already do most of this. I'm like, it would just be like a pain in the ass to like try to explain the last part of it to somebody or like have somebody else that was like in the band or whatever, like also start to acquire this skill. And I was just like, but I can already do it. So like I'm just gonna do it. Like, yeah. That was pretty much just the the mindset behind gaining all of those skills for yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's one of those funny things that, like, I don't know how you relate to this, but I, like, realized years down the road that, like, I had these skill sets that I never even thought about. Like, it took me a long time to even be like, oh, I guess I'm a video editor. Like, I would never feel comfortable saying yeah, that. I've but it's only like, started saying things like that within the last year Uh like the last six months of last year, it was just like a bunch of like imposter syndrome things just like completely fell off. Like I finally had, uh, I started to do things that I had like finally wanted to do. And I was like, oh, I guess like that is, like I would go to post about it and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm starting to get into. And it's like, yeah, but you did it. Like, so I was like, okay, yeah, delete that and like reword it and be like, yeah, now this is a thing that I do. Not like I'm an aspiring whatever, like I'm learning sure, whatever. It's sure, just like, sure. but I'm doing it. So like, that's how I need to like talk about it. But yeah. It's really interesting being somebody that is creating art and choosing to share it digitally. I mean, that's really no matter what you do now, we're sharing it digitally, yeah. you know, whether it's a song or a music video or your fucking lunch or whatever, yeah. <laughs> like you're sharing it digitally. So I've always had a really hard time, like related to what you're saying with 
being like, this is something that I do or feeling like promoting anything that I do with any sort of like confidence or, you know, yeah. God forbid ego, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> excuse me if my, you know, heavy metal band promotion has a little bit of cockiness attached to it, but that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. That's the, that's the brand of it. Like that's the, I wouldn't want to see uh, uh, an extreme metal band be like, maybe you guys should. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, if you have a minute, uh-huh. like, I guess you could maybe see what we're doing. Like, I saw like, this really fucking funny meme yesterday that I think was actually supposed to be uh, like a genuine critique of hardcore music, but I just found it really entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like, it was like, y'all let uh, anime kids take over hardcore and you wonder why it's soft now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. That seems somewhat related to yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's true, but it's really interesting how, like, there is a, you know, a new wave of, I mean, people age out of things and new generations of people come in and take things yeah. over. And I love that we're living in this time where we're finally starting to see the shift of like what heavy music is and what it should be advertised as and who has the right to be performing yeah. heavy music. Like it's really fucking silly. Like, don't get me wrong. I do think that you can have some ego and attitude, but that yeah. doesn't mean that like everything needs to be fucking like tough guy, hyper-masculine yeah. fucking dog shit. Right. <laughs> so with, you know, the evolution of heavy music for somebody that has, I imagine listened to guitar based music for the majority of their life. Yeah. How have you felt about, you know, these modern, bands coming out all these youngsters doing their these dang their, kids their hip guitar things with the backtracks and their you know their pretty haircuts and fun um, pants <laughs> but that's really nothing new honestly if yeah backtracks so. right exactly that's the just, other funny it just, thing it it's the same thing it's just sort of like rotated uh-huh. where it's like yeah it's the same concept but like the people the what it looks like is different now um but yeah, I don't know. For people like using backing tracks and stuff, like I think that's fine. Like I don't it the the only time that uh like I have a personal like issue with it is only like if it's something that like I thought was being played live and then I notice that it's not, it just like takes me out of it for a second. And then I start to wonder like, oh, what else is pre-recorded? But like obviously there's not like a fucking choir on stage with them or whatever. Like if I hear that, I'm not like, hold on. <laughs> like yeah. so there's things like that where it's just like, oh, all of a sudden 800 backing vocals came out of nowhere. I'm like, that's fine. Or it's just like we have our orchestrations like playing with us. I'm like, that's fine fine or like people like play to a click track or whatever I'm like that's fine but yeah it's just like weird if I notice that like something is being mimed only because then I am not paying attention like then I'm not actually listening to what's going on sure. I'm just like wait is that guy really playing this right now and it just like takes me out of it but like yeah. conceptually I don't have a problem it's just like when I notice it just for me personally I'm just yeah. like oh now I'm not even here like now I'm like paying attention to completely other things it it all goes back to that point of like why are we doing this yeah. like if we're gonna if <laughs> we're gonna, gonna bring the all of this gear <laughs> to a stage and then pretend to play like okay I guess I respect the ego that the band has for expecting me to give a shit about this charade that they're playing yeah. but like why do this yeah yeah, if it's literally every single thing. Like, I don't give a shit about, like, drum triggers or, like, things like that. Like, I, 
I'm I'm fine with like 99% of it. But yeah, if it was literally just like people went up and like were pretending to be playing, I'm just like, dude, I could have stayed home and listened to this really loud. I didn't have to pay 15 bucks for parking. Yeah. Like, Something that so. I've noted. Like there's atmosphere and stuff. Like it's, I get that people just enjoy like being in the room yeah. with everything happening, but I don't know. For yeah. me, I, I would rather... I'd rather chill at home and I, I can still listen to the music. I think it's so much different for people like me and you who have, I, you know, there are people that exist that could probably be like, oh yeah, I've been to like 12 concerts. They know how many times they've been to a show. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. You don't know. I have no idea. It's, yeah. it's and like, I think that like once you engage with something for so long, your brain starts to take different things out of it, you know? Yes. But with that being said, something that's really interesting that I've noticed more over the past five or so years when I'm talking with people is the concept of people saying that they would rat they don't want to go to shows because they don't like the way that live music sounds. Like they would rather just listen to it at home than like yeah. see a shitty representation of it, even if it's like their favorite band. And that just blows my mind. I like, get I don't it to feel a degree. Like it. Yeah. Uh cause like I don't know. When stuff is a certain volume, it stops sounding like anything like you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. to a point like um but i don't know i have like some synesthesia stuff that like seeing colors and stuff when you hear uh music and like next to none of it is there in a live environment like i don't know if it's just because it's like so loud like my brain is no longer like interpreting it the same way that i would be hearing it like at a normal listening volume yeah but like yeah i don't know when i hear live music like it it all sounds white or like gray like songs that I already have like a color association for like I would like hear it live and I'm just like this is just like blank slate now so I'm like I also get it if people are just like I don't know sounds like shit live like not even like oh the playing's sloppy or whatever it's just like no when it's a thousand decibels like it's a completely different like experience than yeah. you know listening in your car or you know whatever. Yeah, it's, your AirPods, whatever people <laughs> have these days. Yeah, I guess that's another really interesting conversation. Uh, being somebody that you do self-record music, right? I yeah. to, didn't want to put that on you. I was yeah, pretty sure yeah, you self-recorded yeah, yeah, music. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're into like recording music and mixing and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like you go through all this effort to make something sound a particular way, but then everybody's just listening to it on... On their phone speaker. Yeah, yeah. or a laptop or whatever. And uh, it's interesting. Like, how much do people really care about these sort of things? And being... I think there are some genres of music where people are like, yeah, I mean, if it sounds good, it sounds good. But all this, like, heavy metal tone chasing fucking... I mean, don't, I'm still the type of person that's like, yeah, do you hear this album? That snare is sick, but I kind of hate it. <laughs> like, why can't I just listen to like, Why can't I just be like, cool song, dude? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I bought two new amp sims like in the last month. So <laughs> the one was because there were only two settings on it, gain and bypass. <laughs> and I was like, no way. Like, and they were like, this is the best amp sim you'll ever use and I was like maybe let's find it. it was like 30 bucks or something and I was like that feels worth the risk 
And like, yeah, I've used it on stuff like that I've put out recently. Cause yeah, it was like so close enough that I was just like, yep, I don't have to sit here and like dial in a million things. Like I can EQ a couple things, like, you know, no longer on like the amp head cause there isn't one. It's just the gain knob, but like, you know, have whatever other EQ and pro tools and be like, try to fit it in with the other things that are actually in the song. Um, but like, yeah, I don't, it, it, it was nice that it was like, so close enough to just like stereotypical metal rhythm tone that I was like, I don't have to worry about like how much low end is on it or whatever. Sure. I was just like, I'll just make a couple like notches where other instruments that the person that made this plugin didn't know I was going to have going or yeah. whatever. But yeah, so like it just like sort of ties into the like when people are listening, it's like, who cares? Does anyone care what it sounds like? Like as long as, as long as it sounds close enough to what you're expecting. And I'm like, yup, that's the Sam Sam. I'm like, it sounds like a heavy metal guitar. Yeah. So like, I, I don't, I don't need to spend nine more hours like worrying about it. Like, I'm just like, yup, that's probably the right amount of gain. <laughs> and that's, and that's it. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so interesting. I love that the, like the, the threshold for access to good technology and like quality amp sims and things like that is like pretty accessible now for most yeah. people, which I think is great. I think it's awesome that any group of ding dongs can put out a great quality sounding thing, regardless of how much of a real band they are or not. Yeah. But what's real and what's not is subjective. The <laughs> only thing that like bums me out is like hearing new Megadeth that sounds like everything else. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> did you did you hear the what is it the yeah I did, we'll I, be back or whatever yeah, the hell that song's called yeah <laughs> and um, like it was like I mean it sounds good but it sounds like every other metal yeah, record I've heard yeah it's uh, it's uh like really sterile so like, clean which I've sounding. never I've never really ever used that like as a complaint before I like when stuff sounds really nice um because like Judas Priest put out an album in like 2018 and people were like sounds too nice. And I was like, shut I up. Like I like firepower. I think it's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, no, it's like one of my favorite ones by that. I mean, I did not expect that coming into it. Like I was just like, good for you guys still doing uh -huh. stuff. And then I was like, oh, this fucks like the whole time. <laughs> like, it, like, um, but yeah, like definitely with a band like Megadeth where it just sounds like every other like big label thing now. And it's just like, that's a weird shift for that band specifically. <laughs> I think what helped firepower works so well is like it's an unbelievable vocal performance from Rob Halford yeah. like, <laughs> top to bottom like he just sounds like you know the wildest human being there's so much fun nuance and character stuff that he's yeah. doing oh man the dude that, that helps. produced it um, uh, Andy Sneap he like I guess his uh, approach to things when he works with like legacy bands uh He's just like, I really like you guys. Here's the stuff that I liked about you guys. Like as a fan, like here's what I enjoyed about your band, like over your career. And he like gives them like points like that. And then they're just like, oh, okay. So like this should be a focus. Like that's what people liked about us. Like we can just go back and like really hone in uh, and improve on it and stuff. And I think that's why it was such a gigantic leap from like the one that they put out before it. Um but like, yeah, so anytime, anytime I have a plugin and it's just like, here's the Andy Sneap preset, I'm like, that's the first one I'm checking. <laughs> like, like every single time I have it for a superior drummer, 
Um, there's like a bunch of Andy Sneap like metal drum kits and stuff. And I'm like, those are the first ones I look at for it. And um, I think there were some on like a, a guitar amp sim that I had. Like it was like a artist specific or whatever yeah. presets. And I I. I think there was, uh, I had one that was like a bunch of Andy Sneap stuff. And I was like, these are the first ones I'm looking at. I was like, cause I've heard this dude, like, I'm like, he knows exactly what he's doing. Like, I don't have to worry about like, if it was somebody else, like trying to replicate, like they were like, Oh, if someone's like, Oh, you know, like that classic mega death tone or whatever. And it's like trying to emulate something. I'm like, no, probably they just asked Andy Sneap. Like he probably at a very minimal level, had any involvement with these things if it has his name on it. So totally. It's like, I'm like, yep, that's the one I'm going to trust first to like see uh, the, the like the quality control check on these plugins. I'm like, I'm going to load up the Andy Sneap stuff. With being a independent music producer, um, I imagine you've probably been like playing guitar, writing songs, recording for. I don't know. We could say maybe at least a decade, if not yeah. longer. That's a long time. Yeah. But, you know, and I'm in the same boat. I've been, you know, doing this for a long time by myself with bands. Like, you know, no no labels, no yeah, yeah, producers yeah, 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 or anything yeah. like that. But the point I'm getting to is that over time, even artists such as Judas Priest, granted, they have a much longer career right. than either of us. But at least a decade. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, at least. They sometimes having that outside person come in to just be like, hey, like this is what I liked about you. Yeah. Maybe you should try that. It could help. Yeah. You know, as a songwriter yourself that has maybe never had the opportunity to work with any sort of an outside producer, like yeah. how have you found yourself like able to continue to like make music and find inspiration with when all you have is yourself? Um, I don't, it's, it's, uh, what do I say? It's like, it's really spaced out because of that. It's just like, oh, I have a couple ideas and then I will record them. But like, maybe I don't have another one for five months. You know what I mean? Cause like there's, there is nobody else being like, yo, we got to like write a new song right now. Or like before when I would like write songs with bandmates and stuff, it was like, well, we all had to pick a specific time to like all meet up to mess around writing new riffs and stuff. Um, but like when you don't have that, I'm just like, like, I don't know, I'll be in the shower or whatever, just like humming and then be like, oh, cool. I need to remember this. And then like try to play it on guitar as soon as I get out of here. I'm like, because like, this might be my only idea for the next like four weeks or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not something that, uh, I don't know how to actually like specifically chase inspiration and stuff. Yeah. Like it, it really, it really does just happen whenever um the only times that uh I've been able to like make myself write something or whatever is like I will just go to like practice guitar like I'll like be like oh time to do scale runs for 20 minutes or whatever and then I just like end up messing around and then I'm like oh I guess I came up with some cool ideas while I was doing that but like I don't know I've never I've I've rarely just like sat down to be like time to write a song I have zero ideas going in. Like, let's see what happens. Um, 
it'll either be accidentally like while I'm practicing or just like over time, just like, you know, humming to myself in my car or whatever. And yeah. I'll take my phone out and just like hum into it and be like, okay, like save that for later. Like we need to do something with it. Yeah. I think that's a natural way to approach songwriting or anything creative. I think that the world is so fast paced and moving like blah, 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 all the time that it's really easy to feel forced to create more than is humanly possible because you're always seeing other people that are doing stuff. And sometimes you see people that are very prolific at doing stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know, a lot of the times the prolific people, the quality of the output is maybe not really even worth the extra effort. Um, yeah. Which is maybe something like worth getting into is like, cause I know that during the dark pandemic times, I was trying to create a lot more online content than I ever had before. Cause I had nothing else to do. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, after doing it for, you know, like a year, I was like, wow, I feel like I got absolutely nothing out of any of this <laughs> no. other than just like the ability to like film and edit good quality looking videos really fast. Yeah. But like for the most part, it's like, I just don't even know what my intention was. It was just like, I'm bored and I feel like I have things to say with the world that nobody asked about. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like weird, you know? How have you been with like, you know, somebody that has also created consistent online content and like how did that affect you as just like a human being outside of being like a creator uh it was fucking wild dude um i'm trying to think of like the timeline of it so it was like uh at the end of like during 2020 I was like, cool, I got my my government bucks. I'm going to like go buy stuff that I like couldn't before. Like I bought uh, I bought a custom guitar um, and like shit that I'd always wanted on it, uh, like specific pickups and things that I that I wanted. I was like, cool. I was like, I finally have like the guitar that I want. Awesome. And I was like, I'm going to buy like a nicer camera now. Um, and so like I got one that could like shoot in 4K. Uh, and I asked one of my friends that does a bunch of video stuff. I was like, if you like what lens, I was like, if I have zero lenses, like what lens would you buy? I was like, what one that you have right now? Like if you lost all of them, which one would you like get back first? <laughs> yeah. It was like this one. I was like, cool. That's what I'm doing. Um, I like set up a room in my house to just like film videos in, uh, but so it was like, I had like no output in 2020 cause I was just like putting all this stuff together. Um, I like got one of my friends that was just into like the like concept of film. Like, so he just like watched a million movies, like understood like lighting and stuff. Like that was just like one of his hobbies. Um, and so I had him uh, film videos for me. And uh, so then like when 2021 started, that's when I like actually started putting stuff out. Cause I like had all the bill. I was like, okay, I finally have all of the resources. <laughs> I was like, I can finally start doing this. Um, but so I was only putting out like a video, like every month. Uh, and then in July of 2021, it was like the last day of July, 2021. Uh, I got let go from my job and then I was like, I guess I have time to like do all that stuff I wanted to do (laughs) now. And, um, so I was like, I bet I could do two videos a month. Like I'm not doing, I was like, this is the time to do it. I was like, I have like money saved up. I was like, I don't need to get another job immediately. Like I was like, let's see if I'm actually the kind of person that can do this. Like that can just 
consistently make content stuff. Cause like not everyone can, I kind of can't is like what I <laughs> ended up learning or the way I, I learned that like the way that I had approached it was just like also not uh, a great idea. Cause like I had never had just unlimited time to sure. just pour straight into it. So it was like, I learned a bunch about um, how to manage that time and things like that. But uh, yeah, it was like, I did two videos, so got fired in July, and then I put out two videos in August, and then like I had just been working on so much stuff throughout the year that I had a million things like 90% done. So then it was like September, and I was like, I could just finish that one thing real quick and like put it out. And then I was like, I think I'll just finish that other thing real quick and put this out. And then I was like, oh, that would be like every week in September. Like I could just be putting something out. I was like, let's see if I can do it. And then it was the next month. I was like, let's see if I can do it again. Um but then like by, I, cause like during all of that, I was like, okay, I stopped uh, filming videos with my friend cause I was doing them so fast. Like having him like find a specific day that like he didn't have anything going on after work to like come over to my place and like film a video. It was getting like narrower and narrower. So I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to like film these myself on a tripod. I got like a, uh, a uh, plugin that um, adds like fake like shaky cam yeah. to it, so it like looks, it looks more a little handheld. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like it, the difference is like staggering. <laughs> like between just watching like a static oh, image yeah, and yeah. then just like the kind of shaky <laughs> thing. And I was just like, okay, I'm so glad that I added this. Like, because <laughs> I was like, I don't even know how worth it it would be. I was like, and I, you know, been editing a video, had watched it a million times without it. And then as soon as I added it, I was like, this is a thousand times better. Um, but so like that's what I did, so that I could just do it all myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like, I was living by myself. Um, so it was like just me. And I was like, I'm not fucking talking to other people right now. I was like, I'm just going to focus on this. I was like, I'm like deleting Tinder. Like I'm like getting, I'm just like not fucking around with anything. I'm just going to see how much of this I can do. By November, I was like not wanting to like get out of bed. Cause I was just constantly like burning myself out, like doing this stuff. And so like, then it got to a point where I was like, okay, what's like a really short video <laughs> that I could make this week <laughs> to see if I can like, I was like, I just want to see if I can get to the end of the year. Like if I could do half a year and I was like, and then I'll like go get a job. I'll be a normal person again. But like, yeah, I like, I couldn't figure out like how I was getting burnt out. And then I'm like, I went to like, go like hang out with my friends and like fucking drink and play Mario Kart with them for a night. And like the next day I was like, oh, I feel pretty good. I was like, oh, I just hadn't seen a human in like, three weeks like that was it and I was like whoops <laughs> I was like I forgot to just like continue to like even vaguely attempt to be a regular person while trying to churn out all of this music and all of these videos and stuff yeah um but yeah so it was it was wild for like six months um and like f four of the months I think it was always like a, a metal video for like the Claymore channel so yeah like some of it I was doing like lo-fi hip-hop stuff and like remixes and things like that but yeah for I think September through December it was all like filming a video editing a video like recording and arranging a, a cover song and stuff like that but yeah so I got I got burnt out on it like very quickly uh in ways that I wasn't expecting because previously I would just have to take breaks because it was like time to go to work or whatever or it would be like, oh, I'm tired of doing this right now. And you just like wouldn't do it for a couple of days. Yeah. You had other things going on. But I was like, no, this is the thing that I'm going to have going on right now. Like I'm only going to do this and see what happens. But yeah, so it was uh, quite a learning experience. Sure. It's an insane amount of work for one person to put on their shoulders. I mean, just 
concept to execution to distribution is I mean, yeah. it seems like oh that's only three things but <laughs> <laughs> there's so much that goes by into the end of it that. some of the some of the mental blocks it was like literally like oh I have to spend five minutes on this website like submitting it to Spotify and I just be like oh, I'll do it tomorrow like <laughs> you know what I mean? like it, the the, yeah. the mental blocks that started to happen over like things that shouldn't have been like stress they shouldn't have been a big deal like yeah you need to type the name of the song in and like drag the album art over onto this web page and like you're done and that's it it'll be done and I was just like, nah, I'm going to handle that. My, like, uh, my least favorite thing about doing the podcast is uploading the episodes every <laughs> week because it's all that stuff. I'm like, what episode number is this? I got to check. And then I'm like, yeah. I got to write a description. I got to put in some links. And then, yeah, I'm uploading, you know, all the, I got to make all the thumbnails and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you're like, you're like, oh, it's done. And it's like, it's not done because no. you still have all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, and like, it's funny that like, it adds up to being like sometimes, you know, another like hour, if not longer worth of work. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I'm like starting this at like, you know, 10 o'clock when I finally get home from everything else. Right. And like, I'm not in the space to even want to like care. <laughs> so it's just like very half-assed and just, but like, that's the thing that's like, going to get people to want to click it to even begin with. Yeah, you it's can't like, trick if you finish line on it because yeah. it's like that's the only way that all the other work will be worth it is if somebody <laughs> watches it. Like I have to lure them to actually fucking look at this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I feel it. I've always thought about how um in a weird way, I mean, I guess it's a lot easier in a digital landscape for like something like photographers or visual artists that just create static images mm -hmm. for people to consume their work and have a full understanding of it a lot quicker. Yeah. Because they don't need to take three and a half, four minutes of their time to listen to a whole song yeah. and watch a whole video that you produced. And it like really, uh, bums me out sometimes, but it also makes it like, Oh, I kind of understand why, like, TikTok music is a thing and why a lot yeah. of pop songs now are barely two minutes because it's, yeah, like, it's like a minute 45 or yeah. yeah 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 and it's such an interesting concept for me I, I get it I still don't like it but I understand why it's happening so as a I mean we talked a bit about like modern metal and all that stuff modern rock music yeah, yeah. modern guitar music yeah uh, outside of modern guitar music I know that you do some things that don't involve any strings Yes. You know, just more beeps and boops and computery type things. You know, has that helped like refresh your palette in terms of just being a creator, like taking a step away from all of the heavy metal stuff and just kind of creating maybe like simpler, shorter, little fun things? Yeah. I mean, it like it really depends because sometimes, yes, it's like a nice step back. Uh, but also, I have to like, um, set specific time aside for it because like I don't want to be working on some like lo-fi piano track and then like two hours later be like okay now that you're really used to hearing stuff like that uh you have to mix that metal song that you're working or like you have to record guitar and it's like I don't feel like recording guitar after <laughs> like messing around with this for a while so I try to do it um uh I try to set out like specific stretches of time for it of just being like okay like this week I'm gonna do like these lo-fi things and I'm not gonna worry about any metal stuff or yeah. like I'll do metal stuff and be like I'm not gonna worry about any lo-fi stuff but then like yeah it's nice to then when it's time to switch to the different thing um and like yeah get a completely different perspective of what what music is supposed to sound like uh -huh. like yeah um 
but yeah, so that's been an interesting change of pace. In regards to social media, um, I don't, I, I pretty much decided I was going to throw in the towel after Instagram was a thing. I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to adopt another social media platform. And I yeah. have not. Um, and some have come and gone, but it seems like TikTok is kind of here to stay for the time being. Yeah. Do you fuck with TikTok at all? I don't, but I should. Like, that's a me problem. But, like, like, but, like okay. people should, but I'm just like. So that's the thing. Like, why should we? Yeah. And that that opens up like an entire can of worms because of what I also think that people don't understand um, is that like probably still, I mean, years later since it has come out, like uh, like a lot of those views are probably bots and like a lot of those followers are bots. Like even on stuff that's established, like Twitter, like somebody just like posted like a couple days ago and they were like, I literally never knew that most of my following was bots. Like everyone I've in, interacted with on this site was a bot. And they were like, cause Twitter just started purging uh, like huge amounts of dead accounts and bots and things like that. And people were like, I lost like 50,000 followers. Like I, I only had like 800 real followers. Like I've been talking to myself on the fucking internet and like thought that I had a following. And I'm like, I really think that like if TikTok ever did that, that like it would purge an insane amount of accounts. Um, yeah, it's just cause, especially cause it's so new. So like people are trying to game it and totally. Uh, so yeah, it's like, you know, I have, you know, I know people that use TikTok and they're seeing some level of success on the platform, which I guess is great for their self-esteem and whatever. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to see numbers go up. Yeah. Like I'm not going to act like it's not well, like it's, it's, it's no, yeah, you can't, you cannot, <laughs> you, it's, you know, we are human beings and the, the dopamine hit is very real. Yeah. So the thing that's interesting though, is just like when you like, like view them like on cross platforms, it's just like, if this was really something, it would be somewhat consistent across multiple yeah. platforms. It's like, why do you think that it's just this one platform that's really working for you? But that's whatever. Again, it yeah. makes you happy. Yeah. Or some of the stuff can't that I've that seen bad, is as a wise just woman like, once said. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, I had even noticed stuff like bef- before TikTok, just like like you're saying, like cross-platform, you go to look at other numbers and you're like, why are you non-existent? It's like, why do you have zero plays on Spotify, but you have like tens of thousands on YouTube or whatever? But like, I don't know. I forget the name of it, so I can't even like forget to name drop or like avoid name dropping them. But it was like, it was some local group and like they put out like their first YouTube video and it got like a hundred thousand views and it had like four comments on it and I was like guys Sick. come on like <laughs> I was like how dumb do you think and then everyone was like holy shit and I was like okay apparently we're all that dumb like we well, th- we really think these were real views that because yeah, no. I mean that was like 10 years ago when you could literally just like go to a website and it was like buy views <laughs> like sure buy a hundred thousand views I'm like that's all they did like that's yeah. all that they did I'm like this video has 18 likes <laughs> and six comments like that's just not real guys <laughs> like yeah it's even to this day they're still like people that I know that you know I'll interact with somebody and they're like oh did you see such and such video or do you hear such and such song? And then yeah. like, it has this many views. I'm like, that has nothing to yeah, do. <laughs> you know, like I get, I, I get like cold call emails about the podcast. It's like, you know, this band is up and coming with X number of monthly listeners God, on Spotify. It's like, Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. I don't care. 
Yeah, because it's like, I mean, you can, Spotify's turned into like a payola thing also, because people will be like, I have a playlist with this many listeners. And um, and it's like, I've used them before, because it's like, sometimes people really do just want to see a bigger number. And then they're like, now I will listen to like, oh, this must be a thing. Absolutely. Now I'll check it out. So I'm like, I get that there's like this psychological aspect to it like that. Even if it's like, yeah, we gave you 10,000 like fake plays or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, but now people see a song that has 10,000 views and they're like, I'm more likely to yeah, fucking look at this. The thing that sucks about it too is that even if you're hyper aware of this, like you are and like I am, the fact is that there are, if we're not going to, it's like a, if you can't beat them, join them type situation yeah. where, sure, it's like, I don't want to do this, but also I don't need this ding dong new band to have fucking a million views on YouTube and for everybody to think that they're the shit when I know for a fact that I'm putting in 10 times the amount of work. Yeah. And, but it's like, okay, but it's like, I need to get all these how do I get people to pay attention to me or people to take me seriously or a promoter to take me seriously or somebody to book a show? You know, a lot of, a lot of times like people don't have the fucking time to listen to your entire discography or even a song. So they will, you know, if they're booking a show, they're going to be like, Oh, you know, we, we, we decided to line up for this event based off of online engagement or things like that. That that's happened to us. Yeah. And it's like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) yeah the um the other thing with like uh like fake engagement because like some of it's real but it's like you know that most of it's not when you're uh like getting put on a curated playlist that's not like a the the spotify official ones or whatever but the thing is is that like with some of them it's like some real people do listen to it and then it's like uh then you will get like some repeat plays, but like, yeah, if you get 10,000 plays from the playlist and then you get dropped from, it's not like the next month is like, Oh, well 10,000 people heard this. They'll probably be back for no, but like you at least start to get like anything out. You will, you will reach like a few real people from doing it, which is cool. Um, Cause like, how else do you, yeah. Like you, you have to get yourself out there like somehow. And it's just like, well, if I can pay this dude like 10 bucks, and like, and 15 real people actually hear it. And it's just like, <laughs> but you know, cause like they'll add it to their own playlist yeah. and then you'll see it. That's the other thing. Like when you look at your analytics and stuff, it's like, yeah, here was the stupid, like curated playlist. But then like, after you're on that, like you'll see that you start to pop up on other like legitimate ones. Cause it's like, oh, this playlist only has like eight followers, but like, obviously they heard it on the big one. Like real person heard it on the big one. And then we're just like, that's going on my playlist that I just listen to on my drive to work every day. Um, but the thing with, uh, uh, with, with that kind of stuff for YouTube is that, um, even if it's bots, I don't give a shit because YouTube doesn't understand that it's bots. And so they're just like, whoa, a thousand people watched this entire video. They all clicked on it and they all watched the entire video that's really good. I'm going to try to show this to more people because obviously people are watching this whole video. It must be really good. And then you actually start to get like legitimate engagement after that. It's like I've done stuff, not like through sites that are like buy 10,000 views, but like through Google, like just Google ad stuff um, to promote videos and things. So it's like you pay them like 10 or 20 bucks or whatever. Uh, And then I'm like, I don't care if that bought me only bought views. Like I don't give a shit about that because if it, 
is actually a good video, then when YouTube is like, I should show this to people, if you actually have something good and interesting, then when it's like suggested to real people that would want to see it, and then yeah. whenever they watch it, that's it, when you like actually find the new people. <laughs> so it's like the fake, the fake initial views, I'm just like, that sucks and like is dumb that you that that's an avenue you could go down for it. But I'm just like, after doing that, then it actually starts to get to actual people yeah, because like you've it, like tricked YouTube. It like into turns the on that, button on. Yeah. I honestly, I know I've talked about this before, but maybe not in this specific nuance that I'm going to now. But what I've said before is that I think that it's great that all of these social media companies and these platforms are free, even though nothing's really free. Yeah. I would gladly, and I get that there's a threshold for the access thing, but me personally, I would pay to use these services monthly if they just fucking worked. If I upload something and it goes out to people, like that, like that is priceless to me at this yeah. point. And they have tricked me into thinking this. That's the fucked up thing, you know? But I would gladly just pay to use a service that works and not have to go through all of this fucking like meta for business and Google analytics and stuff like that. Cause at I the stopped end- posting on Facebook like, yeah. for band pages and stuff. Cause I'm like, they made it so obnoxious to post. I'm like, they made it such a pain in the ass to like get the post to people. I was like, I'm never going to pay to boost the post. Like I'm, I was like, I don't care. I just, I don't, I'm just, I'm done yeah. posting it. Like every once in a while I'll be like, Oh yeah, I put out a new video. I guess I will post it onto the Claymore page and be like new video with whoever the fuck look at it. And like, that's it. But like, yeah, I'm not, posting like fucking memes for engagement or just like updates on like working on something like who fucking cares like I'm like it's such a pain in the ass to even get it posted totally. at this point I'm just I'm over it yeah I it and we are not Coca-Cola or Frito-Lay yeah. or like big businesses you yeah. know and I mean it's like you're making it such a pain in the ass for like the few thousand people that maybe follow my page right you know like if anything can there just be like like with Spotify they fucking like kind of gatekeep a lot of the features if you have like under a thousand listener or monthly listeners or whatever it is I forget what they do on Spotify right I think yeah it, or there, followers there's, there's something because like, like you can like that. listen and remember. follow and then if you get past that threshold you can like start to sell merch on your Spotify page oh, and things like that yeah 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 like the Shopify yeah. link that auto so yeah, I forget what the the requirements are but I, I know what you're talking about but yeah. I feel like with like sites like Instagram and Facebook and Meta, it's all the same thing, right? Right. You know, peas in a fucking pod. <laughs> they, uh, it seems silly. Like it's like if I have an account, it's like a business page, but it has under like ten thousand subs or even like a hundred thousand subs. Like, why are you subjecting me to all of this stuff? You know that I don't have somebody that I'm paying yeah. to handle this stuff. I didn't go to school for this. <laughs> It's like, please, like, I just made a bad music video with my friends in a basement, and I want to share it with my friends. Yeah, and they're like, nine more steps. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, like, and we're still not going to let anybody. Yeah, see Yeah, and then we won't, we won't show it. But like, you, uh. you can give us money, and we'll we'll send it to. Uh, and we'll consider it. We'll consider it. <laughs> we'll put it in front of. We'll we'll put it in front of people that don't care, and they're just going to leave comments like, "Why is this showing up on my Facebook page?" <laughs> laugh reaction. That's like, like happened. To, that's like happened. Like I remember like <laughs> boosting stuff when uh, you know. We put out, I think it was whenever Some Faith, we did our first music video. And I remember putting a boost behind the YouTube link on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember there was just things like, why is this showing up on the page? And it's like, 
Yeah. Do you not understand how Facebook works? It's like every, I don't know. every fourth post, dude, is going to be something <laughs> you weren't expecting. Like yeah. I don't like that's, that's how it is. I don't know. Yeah, but that was. Ugh. <laughs> um, but anyways, with the TikTok thing, right? Um, the interesting thing about creating content for TikTok is that I think there are people that are really good at creating that short content, mm-hmm. and it works well. With like what they naturally want to do. Yes. But it's like incredibly cringe for me to see people that like don't naturally have that short format content that are just starting to create things because they feel like they need to be on TikTok. So they're making this like really just uh, worthless content is the nicest way I could put it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, why? Um, Or what was I going to say? Along with... um, you know, like how you're saying, oh, the people that are just like naturally good at like, like that's their format. Yeah. Or there's just people that don't have the like version of charisma that works for like, you're like, whoa, what's up guys? Here's my fucking video. Like they're like real fake sounding persona thing that like every YouTuber, like every whatever. But like, yeah. And I'll just like watch it. And I'm like, you are 43 years old. Like, what are you fucking doing right now? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's just, it's. It's like what you'd have to do if that's the kind of stuff that you want to make. But it's also like you're saying, why are you making it? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because like, you know, as somebody that uh, still watches a lot of videos on YouTube and subscribes to some vloggers and all sorts of things, anything yeah. from fucking horror movies to music production to theme park shit. Like yeah. I'm into all this stuff. And like, I've like found people that I thought are just like, genuinely good at doing this yeah but there's like for every one person that i think is really good at it i could find a few dozen others that are just like it's cringe yeah it's but they all <laughs> but they all have like you know ju- a lot of them have just as many subscribers and following and engagement as the ones that i like yeah and it's so like, you're like oh, this I, must be for someone well like, i guess you like, know to some people i'm probably pretty cringe yeah so <laughs> it's just like it's just a matter of like finding your small bubble and maybe being comfortable in that bubble. And maybe like for me personally, like with this podcast, we, we could say like I interview Pittsburgh based and tri-state area. I mean, you know, it depends. It's not always Pittsburgh, but sure. people in arts and entertainment. And we just talk about this kind of sort of shit, you know? Yeah. This is a limited sort of fan base. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no reason for me to think that, I should be getting the same numbers that like, you know, some other white guy with a beard is getting (laughs) that has a podcast, you know, (laughs) that's like, you know, just, I don't know, talking about horror movies or whatever the fuck they do. Fucking Um, murder mystery. Yeah. 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 Things that are applicable to everyone. And you're like, so here's things that are like going on around me. Sure. And it's just like, right. So the people around here would probably want to know. It was like, but like some dude in fucking Nevada, like is not going (laughs) to. Like, yeah, why yeah. would they care? You yeah, know, it's yeah. it's a limited base. And then yeah. also with like my bands, it's like, you know, I there's only so many people that are gonna kinda like that are gonna like this music. Mm-hmm. And it's like we get fucked up, or it's easy to get fucked up because you see a band in a similar genre whose label paid for those one hundred thousand views on YouTube, and you're yeah. like, why am I not as successful as this? And it's like, no, it's not it. It's, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of there's extra lot of fuckery going on happening here. A lot yeah. of extra fuckery going on. Yeah. So I don't know. I've, I've become a lot more comfortable in my, in the smaller bubble and just like, it doesn't need to be big. 
Usually, yeah. like, there's been times when, like, I have, like, YouTube videos that, like, do really well, and they get, like, consistent comments, and it's, like, I don't even feel like interacting with these people or, like, answering it, their it, questions. It, cool. And it all trickles off for me after yeah. a certain point. I think we talked about this, like, five years ago, whenever the last time I was on here and it was just like, what is the number that like, that like you're actually trying to get to that you're just like, yes, like successful, like that uh-huh. video did it or whatever. But like, um, I've had a couple like tweets blow up and like at first it is cool and you get that like dopamine cycle going. And then like after a while, I'm like, I do not give a fuck. Like people will be like saying something about it. I'm just like, I don't care. Or like, I'll yeah. see that like a hundred more people fucking liked it. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I think for me, I think I had figured it out. I was like, it was around like 110 or something likes on Twitter. <laughs> that like past that, I was like, I'm tired of seeing this on my phone. Like I'm tired of seeing notifications sure. for this. But like at first... When you're just like, ooh, are people like it? Like, are, was this funny or like, was this interesting or whatever? And like, you're like seeing the number you go up and you're like, awesome, it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. And then, yeah, it hits a plateau and I'm just like, gross. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know. It just like burns me out on it. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, it could have, like, I just reposted like a meme that I didn't even make the one day. Uh, just cause like I saw it on Facebook. I was like, that's funny. I'm going to like post it on Twitter and like literally like a thousand people retweeted it. And I was just like, why God? Like, why? <laughs> like, like at first it was like funny. I was just like, Oh cool. I was like, Oh man, we doing numbers. They're like, what are the fucking like catchphrase that people like ironically say when their tweet gets like uh-huh. four likes. And so like it, it had like 19 likes. I was like, Oh shit guys. Like we're doing numbers. And then I was like, I had to come back later. I was like, I just want to say, like, that was ironic at the time. Like, you can't tell because, like, now it has a thousand likes. But I was like, I was, like, joking. I was like, I don't actually, like, sit here, like, jerk myself off over, like, how yeah. many likes my tweets get. Um, but I had, because uh, to tie in a couple things we talked about, short form content, um, niche audiences, uh kind of what I was just saying, things like blowing up on Twitter or whatever, how, how many views you can get for something. But so the, the video that I had made right before I lost my job. And so, uh, that was like, then like the jumping point for making a bunch of other stuff. Cause I was like, Oh, I just met like a ton of people in these communities that like, I would have wanted to know. And I'm like, I made this video now, like a bunch of people, not a bunch, but you know, like a couple dozen or whatever that I would want to follow me, like followed me and was like, cool. I accidentally networked making some goofy ass video. Um, but I had done a cover of uh, one winged angel from final fantasy seven, but it was at, this time where people were taking songs, like they'd take like the instrumental track, to like a Beach Boys song, and they themselves would record them singing uh, Low by T-Pain, like the Apple Bottom Jeans song over it. But like, and they would just be like, oh yeah, this hidden Beach Boys track from like 1964 or whatever. And it's just them like, instead of whatever yeah. the fuck, they're just singing Apple Bottom Jeans over it. And I heard somebody do it with Man in the Box by Alice in Chains. I was like, that was the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I was like, um, and there was this dude whose podcast I would watch and he was like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, people ask me for advice. I'm like, what should they be making? And he's like, I don't know. Like, what do you want to make? Like, what are you good at making? Cause like, if you're good at like, there's probably nobody else that's going to come up with the exact ideas that you're going to come up with. Like you have to make the stuff that you can make and nobody else can. Like, that's what people would give a shit about because they can't see it anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, these videos are funny. 
And then I was like trying to think of like, I don't actually don't even think I was trying uh, to think of like videos that, or songs that uh, had vocals that would make sense for me to do that with and upload. Um, and the dude that uh, did the podcast that I watched, he's like a huge Final Fantasy fan. Uh, and he had also talked about like when he was in high school, he was like, yeah, I used to have like, you know, top 40 hip hop tracks, like at the front of my iPod. So that like when people would look at my stuff, like I had like credibility. <laughs> He's like, and then like the stuff passed, it was like video game OSTs. He was like, I was actually just like listening to like the Final Fantasy X soundtrack or whatever, like while I was riding the bus to school. And he's like, but I didn't want anyone to know that. So like, he was, so I was like, okay. So he has like a surface level knowledge of like mid 2000s hip hop. He loves Final Fantasy. And I was like, I'm going to make this stupid ass video anyway. Um, and then I'll just like tweet it at him because I think it'd be funny to see him just be like, huh. And I was like, that was it. Like, that's all I thought was going to happen. But like he saw it, like I tweeted it at him and then like he retweeted it. And then like it got like 25,000 views on Twitter, which I had like 50 followers on Twitter. Like I had never had anybody yeah. give a shit about anything I'd said on the platform before. But yeah, so then like a bunch of people from these different like video game communities and stuff like uh saw me like through that and like then followed me and I was like, oh cool. I was like, I know who you guys are. <laughs> like I was like interesting like branching point uh for this. But yeah, it was just like a 30 second long video that I put together because I also knew that there were like uh specific subreddits and stuff that you can put short form content onto. Uh so I was like cool. I was like just keep it to like those restrictions and I was like I'll make this thing and like it'll probably get like a thousand views on YouTube if I post it on the subreddit at the right time. But like, yeah, that ended up being this really weird like entry point like into these communities that I had like uh, wanted to know more people in and stuff. Uh, so like legit, I feel like I accomplished more in like the last six months of last year than I did like the six years mm. like lead like I met more people like actual connections with people like I've 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 done like collabs and worked on songs with other people and stuff that I've met in the last year and like just things like that hadn't happened when we sure. were like we're like time to go out and play a show and then like write whatever music like when we were doing the standard band stuff and then I was just like what if I just like uploaded songs to the internet like yeah. whenever I wanted to uh and just like tried to interact with people on social media and then it was like, yeah, that was a way better idea. And so I was like, I don't have to go back out and do normal band stuff and being like, we're going to release an album every two years and we're going to go play shows and we're going to try to tour. I was like, I don't, I don't care. I was like, I, I did the stuff that I wanted to do, like just from being on Twitter and then making music in between that yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, so I think that, that was added to it of why it was like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back to playing live shows. I was like, I'm getting all that stuff that I wanted out of it. Yeah. And the normal band stuff doesn't have anything to do with it. Well, that's the thing earlier at the very beginning of the conversation, bringing everything back around, we were talking about like the idea of what a, a band is supposed to do. Yeah. And we're still like living these, band lifestyles and doing things in a way that bands were operating prior to the internet. Yes. And now that we have these tools, you don't necessarily need to still function in the same way to be successful. There's so many fucking popular musicians of all genres that have blown up on the internet and then, you know, they do tour and it's a disaster, but yeah. Um, 
regardless, it's like they've still built a crazy career, you know? Like, it's wild yeah. to think about somebody that blew up on YouTube and then they're playing their first live show ever sold out in front of, like, a couple thousand people. But that's happened. Yeah, I mean, a couple of the, like, video game cover artists that I follow, I mean, they, like, just, like, last year did, like, their first, like, live tour. Like, they were just like, oh, uh, let's see if we can just, like, go do this for real. And it's just, like... uh or for real, in the standard sense of like, this is what a band would do. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's it's like, it's really interesting for me to be watching it as somebody that was like doing the normal band thing and then was like, nope, I'm going to switch to like all online stuff and seeing the people that had started out only doing all online stuff being like, I kind of want to do the normal band stuff. And I'm like, maybe you don't. Like, I don't know. Like, Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I've known... It's really easy to romanticize the road, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, I know people in bands that have been very successful, and it's like, it gets to a point where it's like, I want to be on tour, but these people that have been on tour, it's like, I just want to be home. Yeah. And the grass is always greener, greener, I suppose, (laughs) right? Uh, So, I don't know. I think it's maybe just finding, there's no right way 100% that's going to work for everybody. Everybody has different wants and needs. And I think it's just a matter of being honest with yourself, which is a hard thing for most people to do, especially creative people in an alternative subculture. But if you could be honest with yourself, (laughs) just try it. (laughs) uh, You know, you could maybe genuinely find some happiness and still find a way to be a productive person. You might even be more productive if you can like consistently channel things that actually make you feel good instead of feeling pressured right. all the time to do so shit. like I, this is the thing I have to be working on right now yeah or whatever yeah yeah and also I mean as none of us are getting any younger and as you know you get older and life changes in the ways that it does it's a lot harder to a lot of people are like oh I can't be in a band anymore because there's no way I could ever like tour or anything like that it's like well I guess you really just don't give a fuck about making the music to begin with because <laughs> yeah. there's plenty of things you could do from it's home. like, bro, you could just go drive around. Like, you don't have to be in a band to do that. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you could go sleep in a Walmart parking lot <laughs> in Cincinnati. Like, no one's stopping you from doing that. Like, just use some of your PTO to go fucking do that. You don't have to learn an instrument, man. <laughs> like, you can, like, yeah, you can eat fast food every day. <laughs> like, no one is stopping you from doing that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of uh, misinterpreted glamour of being on the road. Yeah, for or, sure. Or just standard, ba- like some of the, one of the people that I knew that uh, had always done online stuff, and then they were like, "I'm gonna put together like this album of like covers that I'd worked on, or like I'm gonna cover like the entire OST like from this game, and like uh, like have like physical merch and stuff for it." And then, like, once they did it, they're like, man, it is really hard to sell, like, whatever. And I was like, yep. <laughs> like, it sure is. I'm like, especially because, like, you're not playing live shows. Like, it would, like, purely just be them, like, selling it off Bandcamp or whatever. But, like, I mean, you know, you'd, like, sell merch at shows, like, just because the people are there. Like, as, like, a thing to be, like, souvenir almost Oh, yeah, or whatever, totally. You know yeah, I mean? you, if you can... <laughs> we, were, we were talking about this last night. I, I went to a show out in Greensburg... And uh, we were talking about the last time Grey Walker had played out there. Mm-hmm. There was all of these kids that came to the show that were maybe like either just out of high school or I don't know. They were, you know, one of them had a license. So they were yeah, able to yeah, get yeah, to the yeah. gig, right? <laughs> and they like came into the show and all of them bought Grey Walker merch. Yeah. 
like they just came in and start buying our stuff, right? And I was yeah. like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. But then they like stayed for the first band and left. Yeah. So like they just came in to like be at a rock show and buy some merch. Like, like sick. They didn't like give and a like, fuck at all about like, yeah. who we were. It was just like cool art, you know, on a black and white t-shirt. Yeah. So, you know, if you can be in a band that is able to put together a t-shirt that looks reasonably wearable. Yeah. Then you could sell it at a show. <laughs> People will buy it regardless of if your band is good or not. Yeah. So, I mean, and that is a way to make money. I mean, if you want to make money as a band, I would suggest figuring out how to play consistent shows, whether they're in town or out of town. It could be harder for bands of like metal or punk or hip hop and things like that because you can't do like the the restaurant brewery right, yeah. market square <laughs> pop up type yeah. thing you know and that's always that's that's always you're, been you're like, definitely getting invited to less things <laughs> like yes yeah and, and the things you are getting invited to it's really hard to be like yeah like you can I'll uh, I'll come bring my acoustic guitar in my little shitty PA and you know play at your uh you know brewery or whatever for yeah. you know 400 bucks for yeah. a couple hours like you can't do that as a metal band yeah i mean the opportunities exist i know like we've had some like a few over the almost decade that gray walker has been right. a band yeah uh, but it's, <laughs> it's a, like, even if they it's, pop up it's not, not like it's not a, super consistent you yeah know, versus <laughs> where like i've had people on the podcast that are playing like sometimes multiple shows a night you know, like mm -hmm. two hours at this place, two hours at this place. Yeah, they do like an afternoon uh, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, and, and they yeah. fucking, you know, they they've, they've made like a fucking else. thousand bucks yeah. in a day just, you know, playing songs around. That's like, that's a great opportunity. Maybe, you know, making your music a little bit marketable. <laughs> a little more pal palatable. Can, can be beneficial. But I went the opposite way whenever <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to do a band that's just me. I was like, it's just going to be my name, Katie Scary. And then like, I was like, cool. Uh, I guess I'm making like, I don't know, gross music. Like I was like, that was like, I was, I was like, it's going to be some kind of extreme metal. And I was like, which is weird. Cause I was like, it's literally like everything that people told me they enjoyed about stuff that I did. I was like, what if I didn't do any of that? I was like, what if like I tried to keep making music and it was none of those things that you guys said you were into, but like, I don't know the, the people that I've like been meeting and stuff that like, you know, like follow me on Twitter or whatever. And then I like put out something new with that project. And they're like, Oh, what the fuck? They're like, I didn't even know. They're like, this is awesome. And I'm just like, I was not expecting you to enjoy this, but like very cool. Great. But like, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I'm going to go just make exactly what I want to do. And I was like, and if some people enjoy it, then like very cool. But yeah, it's like you said, with the, uh, there's definitely a limited number of people in every niche. I'm like, yeah, I'm not expecting to like, you know, go totally. get millions of views playing like carcass riffs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like there's it's not gonna happen. But I'm cool with it. Like I'm just like, yeah, I like making it. I like doing that kind of stuff. Um, or and like I understand the threshold of how many views I could be getting with it. And so yeah. I'm just like, yes, yeah, so like relative to what I think I should be getting with it. It's like that's the enjoyment factor out of it, not just like why don't I have a hundred thousand views on every video? And like, <laughs> it's pretty easy. I could tell you why, why? you don't yeah. have those views. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that it's really important, and you had touched on this to some degree a bit ago. But as an artist, like if you're putting new art out into the world, like if it's not your own unique voice, what's the point? 
yeah, really, and putting it out there. You know what I mean? Whether that is like having a unique social media presence that works on whatever platform, or even just yeah. like with music at all. It's just like I have such a hard time, primarily with uh, Gray Walker, and we're in the middle of writing, you know, new music now, and like trying to figure out like what are we really contributing if anything at all to the world of yeah. whatever metal subgenre you want to say we are, you know, it's like, I want to do something that's like unique and fun to listen to, but also like it's a very tight box because it is metal. And there's like only like really so much that you could do um, that like hasn't been done before. Or if you right. get too weird, then it kind of gets into a place that's like, I don't know. It's like, it's not us anymore. Yeah, it's no it's longer like, the it's thing like, you were actually trying you know, to do. <laughs> do we just need to like admit that like maybe we kind of just want to be you know a little like generic's a mean way to put it, but just like you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. you know we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but we yeah, still want to like I like this stuff. Let's just do that yeah. stuff. Like I yeah exactly. Like so said, it's like how do you like the wheel? With but it. yeah, how do you just make something that's like worth? listening to what's like worthy of adding to the conversation you know yeah 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 and i like i thought that about um like when i'm doing the extreme metal stuff i'm like i don't listen to that much extreme metal so it's literally just like i don't know like i probably listen to like five or six like death metal or like blackened whatever bands you know um so like also when I'm making it, I'm like, I literally don't know who would want to listen to this because I don't even know like what's going on with it. Um, but I'm also at the same time, like maybe that is why it's gotten any kind of positive response because I'm just like, because it is me making yeah. it. And it's, it is clearly me making it. Like it doesn't, not that it's the most unique thing. Like people come up to me and be like, oh yeah, it sounds like whatever, like this band that I really like, this is awesome. I'm like, I've never even heard of that band, but like really cool that like, that's what you pulled out of it. But, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I don't know. So that's like, that's, that's like one of the concepts that I've tried to, uh, keep with it is that I'm just like, it's going to sound like me. Cause I also don't, I'm I'm not so deep in the trenches in this genre of stuff that like I'm I can't be like ripping off I can't accidentally do like a cookie cutter version sure. of whatever other band but I'm like maybe that is why like people out of the woodwork are like yo this rips like really liked it and it's like oh maybe it has like whatever whatever vague quality of me in it like maybe yeah. that is what's actually sticking out in it but it's yeah. really really easy if you are listening to you know nothing but death metal and then trying to make death metal you're just going to have this idea of like what you're doing should sound like because you you've set this precedence in your head because of like yeah oh you know like this fucking entombed record is fucking rad yeah. and like this fucking thing is like you know 25 years old and it still sounds fucking better than anything else yeah and it's like well how do i incorporate some of that into my stuff it's like well you don't just Play, I mean, especially yeah. with fucking metal, it'll it's subconsciously like, show it's like, up. Like it's like, yeah, it's like write what comes naturally and play what you can actually play. Like yeah. don't <laughs> don't fucking overplay, which that's a really good metal thing that yeah. a lot of fucking bands do. <laughs> just because 
just because it could work if you could play it that fast or you can make your hands stretch in that way yeah. reliably all the time. <laughs> uh, just doesn't mean you should. Yeah, it's like just because you got it like the one out of 1,000 <laughs> shot that you had like when recording it. It's like, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, this ain't fucking like some Dave Mustaine PCP-fueled one-take <laughs> guitar solo. <laughs> Legit, like when I was learning how to play guitar, like I was like into Megadeth because everybody was when they were learning how to play guitar. And uh, there was like, um, because before with Claymore, I sang and played guitar at the same time. And so there were like some things I would have to like specifically write a riff to be like, okay, I know I'm going to be singing like over top of this. But like I had this riff idea and I thought it was cool. And I was like trying to sing over it. And I was like, all right, I can't really figure out anything that like I can get both aspects to happen physically at the same time. And then I was just like, if Dave Mustaine can be like strung out on heroin for like 18 months in a row and like still get up there and like, nail it every time I was like I can probably figure this out like I can probably handle it but like that was legitimately like my thought process I was just like (laughs) Dave Mustaine was like so fucked up when he did all this stuff and I was like I'm just like sitting in my mom's living room at 17 like just trying to like work out a couple riffs I was like it's probably not too much to ask of me (laughs) to like practice this a little more to be able to sing and play it at the same time. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is it just like takes a lot of time to build up the, the muscle memory for something that like you've wrote. And it's always like when you're like coming up with a song, it takes a lot of time for it to like actually settle into like the foundation. Cause like while you're, performing it you're like is this actually what this should sound like and you're always like yeah thinking maybe i might try this other weird little nuance in the middle of doing it and it's like you're doing that with your hands and your brain and your mouth <laughs> yeah all at the same time <laughs> it's a lot to like Firing really focus on, on. cylinders yeah trying it's to a lot it's fucking crazy <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't know Dave Mustaine, an anomaly. That's why there's only one. That's why there's, it's just him. <laughs> he did what he came here to do, I uh, guess. Yeah, yeah, sure did. <laughs> he sure did some things. <laughs> yeah. Lordy. Well, Katie, I think that we are getting to the point where I think we've had like a reasonably well-rounded conversation. Yeah. I don't know how much more we need to put out publicly. <laughs> You know, we could probably sit here and chat for another three hours about, uh, you know, uh, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Maybe that's it. Like, oh, shit. I was thinking about like, I was like, we could sit here and talk about heroin, but I was like, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, like, well, we are in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> but, uh, little shit for anybody that isn't like. I mean, I would imagine at this point, most people that are still hanging out are probably reasonably familiar with you and yeah. connected. But for anyone that isn't, you want to drop them uh, social so you can, uh, you know, you can do numbers or whatever yeah. it is. Oh, we're doing numbers now. <laughs> yeah. Help me do numbers at, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm on the the main uh, social media, Twitter, YouTube, um like my bands have band camps uh, for my band Claymore, uh, my band Katie Scary, uh, but yeah, pretty much if you just search Katie Scary into Google, uh, everything everything will come up. Because um, I did that one time just to see what would happen. I was like, oh, if somebody's like trying to find out whatever info about me, and it was just like my most recent tweet with like the whatever the dumb fucking thing I had to say that day, and I was like, okay. I hope that like actually today's not the day that somebody like tries to find. <laughs> but yeah, YouTube, uh, 
Claymore and Katie Scary. Uh, Twitter, I'm on there. Uh, Katie Scary. Uh, I have a Patreon. That's Katie Scary. That's added reason why it's been nice to just sit in the house and turn out content because people were just paying me to stay there. Yeah. And that's a pretty motivating factor. <laughs> sure. Totally. Um, but yeah, that's where that Spotify, all my stuff's on Spotify. But yeah, the main one is just uh, YouTube. Type in Katie Scary because it'll link to everything that I've done. It's all tagged like that. So all Hell my stuff yeah. comes up like that. I love it. Well, Katie, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Welcome back. It's been another great conversation. We'll do it again in five years. <laughs> See you again in five years. <laughs> oh, man, if I am doing a podcast in five years still, I don't know if that's like a good thing <laughs> good or, or bad. a bad thing. <laughs> <sighs> well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. See what happens in five I'm years. just happy to be alive. <laughs> Rock and roll. Well, that's it. That was a podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>